Divisive issues contain this language unsuitable for children and adults and anyone who wants spoilers. And they're probably never going to do those Superman cat issues because Sly hates me. So just, just don't listen to this. Okay? Just don't. Stop, now make that motherfucker hammer sound like Go stupid, go do stupid, go stupid, go stupid Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books I'm Ryan I'm Sly I'm Phil And I'm Daryl We made it guys, trademark pan pan Woo what did you bring for us today, Daryl? We let you pick it this time. Yeah, so this time, this is a Daryl pick, and this is Keijo! Eight exclamation points. When you said Keijo, I thought it was like a kaiju story. It's not. <laughs> well, there are big things in here. So what Daryl was um, thinking when he picked this was, yeah, we got too much talk about pro-feminism, like equality, put them in a good light. So we have to undo our goodwill in that category and go with just butts and boobs. Yeah, if you don't know what Keijo is, it's basically this uh, manga that turned into an anime that's a sport about girls fighting each other using only their asses and their boobs so they can't use their like <laughs> arms God. and legs and i first i watched a couple episodes because i'm like this sounds so dumb and when i watch the episodes i'm like this is so dumb <laughs> so i knew we had to cover it for the show but when daryl uh, recommended this uh, i was not interested in it at all you said I, it wasn't ambitious <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i thought it'd just be like oh ha ha boobs and butts and uh look in traditional jokes where you know like guys walk into the locker room and like oh look boobs and butts and stuff like that it is way more than that it is it is the epitome of every anime stereotype in one comic that's just full of asses yeah it's just it's like, like so it's, I, when I was reading it I actually commented to I think uh, the, the rest of you guys that this was like Gurren Lagann and Dragon Ball Z with asses <laughs> yeah when I said it was when I suggested uh, that it might not be ambitious enough I did not realize it's so it's so avant-garde in the way it like criti- it satirizes the entire shonen genre. Yeah, and that's why actually you were saying it's not anti-feminist because it's all boobs and butts, but there are strong female characters. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to bring that up at the end, but I might as well bring it up now. Is this the most feminist comic I've ever had? It passes the Bechdel <laughs> test. It's mostly female characters. They're all strong. More like the rectal test. Am I right, guys? Well, it, it's kind of it's kind of in this dumb way where it's like they're all strong, but this is still to the delight of the male audience. Like That's true. it even shows that like the majority of people that watch this are men. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys said this was a sport, I thought they played a like they played a sport with their boobs and butts. Like they hit a ball. I didn't mm-hmm. realize they fight each yeah. other. It's Dragon Ball Z of butts and boobs. It really so, is. Uh, so we're doing chapters one hundred nine to one. 21 of kaiju yeah we yeah. jumped really far ahead initially i wanted to get us into it and read the beginning because the, like the the beginning of the anime is like starts out all right it starts with them fighting but the beginning of the manga is not good it's i read through three volumes and it was all trash and I, we could not cover it for the show because it was one it was super tame and two there was no butt fighting <laughs> it's kind of like the the air gear effect where when, if anyone watched the Obama episode when we talked about air gear where it started out with just a bunch of guys on rollerblades and it became about Obama body swapping for girl this is way better than air gear yeah but like it's the same effect where it starts out like a traditional cliche kind of cliche in this case uh, setup 
But uh, eventually the writer gets bored and it just devolves into insanity. Is this one of those mangas that's still being published that's up yes, to like volume 1,000? I think this is still going on today. <laughs> Do you know, I, this is one of the only comics that I've read for this show that I accidentally read past where we were supposed to because I couldn't stop. I just, oh, yeah? <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit, we were supposed to stop a while ago. <laughs> Normally that would break my heart, but I'm okay with it this time. This was a delight. <laughs> Uh, All right, so man. since we're jumping ahead, uh, our story is going to begin with three girls going to Ass Island. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an ass. Now, one thing I do have to say, like the Obama episode, this is a fan translation. I think you're going to say, like the Obama episode, they say ass a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fan translation, so yeah. like, if you're a super traditionalist or whatever, sorry if we if it's not actually Ass Island, but it has sorry to be. Sorry about Bucket Gaijin all the time. <laughs> um, also... I'm going to constantly reference anime throughout this episode. So it'll be like every other fucking yes. episode. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's like every day living with film. <laughs> yeah. How often do I reference anime in this show? Always. Every time you're talking about like, anything like, oh, these guys are two fucking guys are fighting. There's so much of an anime like Dragon Ball Z when the hero can't stop the hero. Things like... either remind you of animes or civil rights documentaries, Phil. <laughs> yeah. There's two modes. Phil's extremes. If you want to, if you want to summarize Phil, it's civil rights documentaries and anime. That's that's it. And but I, I just I feel like that doesn't actually describe <laughs> Alright, Final Fantasy Tactics. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the, the third point on our... Okay, trip. that's fine. I'm okay with it now. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, these three girls are at this island because one girl, I, she's a girl with a headband. Her thing is she is the main character. The main character is Nozomi, and um, her senpai is I, and she's... I don't getting... know what that means. <laughs> her, el- her, like, her older classmate. Okay. Yeah. It's sort of like if you were a senior in high school and... Daryl was our senpai our freshman year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've heard, heard that term so many times in the, like, the notice me senpai... Uh, Am I somebody's waifu? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I meant, like, waifu or something at this point. It's just, like, the, you, this is, like, a common trope where the younger girl sees, like, the older classmate guy who's, like, a year older than her, and she's like, I want to get senpai to notice me. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like us with Daryl, like I said. Yeah. Yes. And so this headband girl's come to this island because she needs to see her family because... Her family has been, they, her father creates these, like, skin-tight super swimsuits that are illegal to use in this Keijo sport. The sport's called Keijo, where you fight with your asses. So these sport, these suits It's Keijo! Say it right! They're illegal to use, so she needs to come here because she believes they're besmirching her good name because she left on, like, bad terms with the family. And this is, like, the most complicated the plot kind of gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was not sold here. I was like, oh, I don't want to learn all this backstory. Until the fucking security guard shows up. So it feels like, feels like this is, like, Civil War. I've learned all this backstory of the fucking butt underwear, <laughs> the fucking butt athletes, all this butt stuff. <laughs> Fuck this manga. So they go to see your family, and they go to the gates, and these, like... These security guards are outside the gate, and they're like, you can't come in. Like, we don't even know who you are because she's been using a different name. And then her, her hot-headed friend, Nozomi, the main character, comes up and is like, well, you should is, is her name in. Nozomi or is it Kamenashi? Because I, I don't know which one goes first. Kamenashi, your last name goes first. And that's what people usually refer to you as. So are we calling her Nozomi or Kamenashi? Nozomi. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> because we're close to her, because we understand her story. So we're uh, allowed okay. to refer to her by her first name. Anyway, um, they go to these uh, the gates where these guards are at. Again, yeah, they're not going to let them in. And then this, like, lab lady with an eye patch who just shows up real quick, she comes in and she starts making fun of the headband girl. And then Nozomi gets mad and does, like, the typical, like, uh, shonen thing where she gets upset that, like, 
the world isn't the way that she wants it to be where it's like why can't why can't a daughter see her mother like isn't that disgusting and she, she really is like your stereotypical shonen male main character even though she's in this case every named character is a girl yeah um she like just is like very stubborn and brash and overcomes her problems through sheer force of will every time it's like i can't do this it's like i i i'll, I'll tell you that i can and here's why and it's her boobs yeah <laughs> So it gets straight into it, and the the lab coat woman throws off her suit, and she's in this like bikini with all these like it's it's a gas powered bikini. <laughs> yeah, a GX nine 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 gas powered bikini, and she blasts at Nozomi, <laughs> who stops her with her breasts, and then so so okay, just to paint this picture, <laughs> she has like pads or something, like her ass is inflated, and she like tries to slam it against Nozomi. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she slams against Nozomi, and then it zooms in to where her breast is touching this woman's butt, and then suddenly Nozomi erects her nipples, <laughs> and they poke through the ass gas machine and send her flying off. Yeah, like fucking Team Rocket. And this is this is like this is the cusp of where this is going to go. Not only does she fly away, she smashes through the gate that she was protecting, and then flies away. So now they can just go in. <laughs> And more guards show up um, because they're like, you can't come in, you're banished from the family or whatever, exile or something like that. Yep, but then headband girl's mom shows up and it's like, oh, honey, here you are. And she brings her in and they sit down and her daughter gets mad. She throws out like the swimsuit, swimsuit that she was given and she says like, why are you guys doing this? You know this is illegal. Are you trying to like ruin your own family's name? And they're like, no, it's because we want to destroy the entire Goketsu. And then we have like a little asterisk at the bottom that says Goketsu, five asses. <laughs> so these are the best asses in the world. Like again, every single shonen has like the five villains uh, or the four villains. It's like the uh, the Hokage and Naruto. So or... it, it's yeah. it's kind of hard for me to tell the tone here. In the in the anime, do they do this? Is this like played tongue in cheek, or is it like straight? No, it's pl- it's played straight like this, where they're like, "All right, this is like this is the best fighter in the world. Look at her butt." That's so funny. <laughs> that, that's what I love about it. Like the thing that really, well, I was like, like I said, I was uh, I was like hesitant on this one, but what really sold me on it was like the opening page was. Uh, the original uh, girl saying, I, "I have to be brave. I have to cook for my family." And the shows are in front of a sunset, and it's a beautiful landscape. And it says at the title, "Ass Island." <laughs> that's yeah. that's a good tone to strike. They don't ever make jokes yeah. about it. Like they're very serious about yeah. their asses. They never once bring up how ridiculous this all is. It's more like I have to do this. Like this is my destiny. Yeah. It's like girl. It's like girl Logan. It really. Like it really. Like, like we have to save the world. It's like I have to be the best ass in the world. <laughs> yeah, and they do refer to themselves as asses constantly. Yeah, they're like I have to be a good ass so the mom david like shows this like mesh underwear that she's gonna use to cheat and it's gonna bring like respect back to the family no what's happening right now is uh, i um japan's divided into west and east and i believe it's the east that keeps they have such good asses all the gokuts <laughs> gokuts and or go-ketsu. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but they belong to the east. All according to Kugetsu. <laughs> <laughs> so the West has been, like, falling behind, and they want to restore balance in Japan and have, like, better ass fighters. Yeah, because apparently it's so bad that not a single Western ass fighter can ever compete with the East. Yep. Like, they're in completely different leagues. 
Yeah, so <laughs> this is this is the moment when I was sold on this on this fucking book because they go outside and they're looking at like rocks in their garden. Yeah, it's it's behind them. Nozomi suddenly notices that something's wrong, and there's and it's a garden. Ro- it's 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 just a, like the the illustration is just a garden. Mm-hmm. But two rocks are rising out of the garden, and then you realize those aren't rocks. That's an ass. Yeah. <laughs> a rock-shaped ass. <laughs> yeah. So this ass rises out of the ground, and it tells you that this is the Tokyo branch, A-class ass alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that This is also when I was sold, especially because the idea of having classes of, like, <laughs> of characters. Asses? Yeah, it's so great, because this is something that you see in every fucking shonen. It's like, here's my rank if, uh, yeah. if I'm in Naruto, or in One Punch Man, they have, like, C-class heroes, B-class heroes. And power and, levels, too. Like, oh, yeah. power levels are over 9,000. They love classifying heroes, and the fact that, like, they introduced the ass alchemist as an A-class is just... <laughs> yeah, because it feeds into that, like, the nerdy feeling of, like, you want to see these people combat each other, you want to see, like, that B-class underdog take on that A-class. Yeah. So here comes that A-class alchemist, and she, like, she flies in and attacks them. Remember, they always attack either with their ass or their breast, so she slams her butt down. And she still uh, turns out she had a recorder in the room, and she swipes it from uh, where she planted it in the room. And the recorder is recording them saying, like, yeah, we're cheating with this underwear. Yep, and she's going to bring this to the top five asses in the nation. And how does she deliver it there, Daryl? She s- slides it into her breasts. <laughs> in between them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in between her breasts. So they have to get it out like that. But And then it's just too hard to get it out. Like, she's an unblockable uh, barrier. Yeah, like, Nozomi yeah. goes to grab it, and she, like, she's too quick. She backs away. And then we have Miata, her, like, her... Um, her best friend, that's like the, the one that they're trying to ship the most. I think they she's, even... She's at, really shy. At one point, I think they even say, like, what happens when an immovable ass meets an, <laughs> uh, like, unstoppable breast or something. Yep. Miata uses her ability. I, I didn't know if you guys saw this, but she, she has this ability where she grabs her underwear and gives herself a wedgie because it gives her butt more room to move and not be blocked <laughs> by cloth. And it's called K-acceleration. <laughs> Later on, she, she, later on, she does like this thing where she makes a bunch of asses spread around her, and she like selects. No, the no, ass no from... that's not Miata. That, technically. That's I. Yeah. Oh, it's I. Okay. No, that's yeah. not she... I either. That's another character. What? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was I. No, there's again, like with Chonin, there's like thirty or forty different characters that you oh have to keep God. track of. Oh my God! And that this is like another friend that she met earlier on. Uh, well, we find out why this ass alchemist is called the ass alchemist because uh-huh. she can change her ass at will. So as they're trying to fight her, her ass literally, it looked like rocks before because it can actually turn to rocks. I like yeah. Ryan. Ryan has a, a rose nose for this episode, so his nose actually says, they fight, her ass is rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then when it changes again, it's my fucking favorite thing. Yes, this is such a great, so the, the lab lady comes in after being blown away by Nozomi. And, and they she, call her ass gas girl or something. <laughs> <gas> yep. <ass. laughs> She has guards with her that have uh, guns with rubber bullets in them. And so they point at her and they're like, we need to take you out. And they, they shoot the ass alchemist. But suddenly, the corner in her ass disappeared and became round. And <laughs> Nozomi can't believe it. No way. Could she have a soft ass? And you see all these bullets fly into her butt. It zooms in on her butt. And then all the bullets fly back and take out all the guards. She's like the, she turns into like the blob there. Ass blob. Yeah, and it it it, it, it bounces them all back, and it's just it's uh, 
how is this not ambitious? <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, on top of that, like, the mom gets hurt in the ricochet. So it's like a serious moment where the mom gets injured and she's she's wounded. And I'm like, no, mom! And the reason why she's injured is because she asked... An ass bounced off a bullet into her body. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when her daughter goes like Super Saiyan. Yeah. As, as, as Ryan puts in the notes, he turns it evolves into dino ass. So like, yes. So she jumps up into the air and she goes butt first at this girl and then suddenly like her skirt bursts and it becomes a T-Rex's face to bite her. And it's her like evolution ass. I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be an actual T-Rex or if it's like the strength of her ass attack. I think it's her I think it's her ass attack cuz there's another yeah. character earlier on that could attack with like tigers ass. But then they do literally have like ass magic later. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they they fight for uh, uh, the eye and uh the ass alchemist fight for a little while <laughs> and she not the eye knocks her against a, a stone wall. And what happens was Rubble sticks to the ass alchemist's butt, and she basically just shakes her butt and makes all the the, the rubble spread like bullets. Yeah, she like shoots with her ass. Yeah, it's her supersonic hip, because <laughs> all these moves are named. And so then, uh, while, while they're getting to ask you by the ass alchemist, uh, the most this is again the most shonen thing in the world, where it's like time to finish you off. Yeah, and she jumps in the air to no, no, she doesn't it. jump in the air. She bounces her ass off the air <laughs> so hard it propels her upwards. Oh my god! And as she's about to strike down uh, our our heroes, a, a mysterious robed figure teleports in right in between her, and you're like, oh, who could this be? It must be someone really powerful. And, and is it, it is. It's somebody with a holy sword stuck up her ass. <laughs> Quite literally, a golden sword jammed into this girl's yeah. ass. It's the judgment ass. One the goketsu. And yep. the handle is the part that's sticking out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, the, was there, the, the, I don't know what her name what is. Her name, uh, the user of the golden ass? Yeah, um, We, can, ju- like we can just call her judgment ass. Judgment ass is good. That's her, and like... she's yeah, one of the gogetsu. She's one of the top five asses in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so what happens is she actually, like, like I said, she has a sword for ass, and she pulls it out. When she pulls it out, it's like, she's like a, a fucking explosion onto well, first, the alchemist. you forgot my... One of my favorite parts of this whole thing is the alchemist is mouthing off to her, and she's saying, like... Because judgment ass is asking her, like, who ordered you to do this? And the ass alchemist is like, I can't say, but no, it's for, like, the best of you, Goketsu. And then suddenly she gets slapped across the face with her breasts. Oh, yes. And then we get a full, like, 30 panels of just her getting walloped across the face She's over and over She's smashing her with breasts. these breasts and going, like, do you think I like this? You think I like treating you like this? Yeah, do you think I enjoy something as vulgar as this? It's, it's like in a, in a oh movie where, God. like, a villain's, like, beating the shit out of an entrance, like, fuck you, like, why'd you disobey me? And she's, like, pummeling again, but instead it's doing it for boobs. It's, it's like a serious, so brutal moment. And then she pulls the sword out of her ass. It's something out of, like, Fate's Day Night where, like, Excalibur is coming out of her ass. And just the, the just pulling it out is enough to destroy her. You don't even need to use it. <laughs> I like I said in the Fate's Day Night, it's like it's like in Fate's Day Night where they pull Excalibur out of their asses. Is that going to happen in Fate's Day Night? Uh, close. <laughs> I love that Nozomi looks at this and goes, what the hell? There's a hole in the ground. It's like a meteor fell from the sky. I can't believe this. An ass did all this? <laughs> And so it turns out the ass, the, the golden ass, uh, is like uh, I don't, I wasn't here to do this. I was just here to eat some ass puffs, which are like the trademark. Yeah, she was just visiting for their like seasonal treat. Yeah, At ass island. Yeah, and so uh, then uh, uh, A's dad and a bunch of other dudes show up, and uh, they talk about how important asses are to, and like winning ass competitions are to <laughs> their society, and they have they have to strive to be better. Yeah, it's the dumb thing where it's like you bring in every other, like, non-essential character throughout the whole thing to show you that they support you. Like, everyone that's been in the background, like, her, um, the headband girl's entire family, 
and everyone that works there just comes in and is like, we like we're we're not just doing this because to make money. We're doing this because we believe in the asses of the West. <laughs> yeah. I love that they they're very supportive of this. Yep. Like the the fans of this sport seem to be like like literal like they they're like a cult, they're like cultists. They love yeah. this. Yeah, like like real sports. Uh, yeah, that's true. But uh, so basically, they convinced her to use the super underwear, and so they they, they put uh, eyes, nipples in the clamp, and equipped. Well, the it's like a training montage, and this is her dad. Yeah, but they like. They, she gets naked and puts like it looks like those you know like the Salem witch trials like where you put your hands through that like stockades <laughs> yeah the stockades but it's on her nipples and she's like yes and it gives her unlimited underwear powers well like it like it's like a power suit except it's like power armor except just for her yeah. it's like on power ar- underwear armor yeah. power <laughs> under armor and also it's like it's this is like the first time uh, Shinji gets in his mech in Evangelion yeah. <laughs> uh sure and so just like just like an anime, uh, Nozomi's now emboldened. He's like, I'm going to go challenge the the evil big major five villains. And yeah. she goes to the gold nest and says, oh, we're going to kick your ass. I love literally. that. She's like, yeah. At first she's like, no, don't tell them I'm here. I, I won't be able to enjoy my treat if they know I'm here. And she's like, you're the golden ass. She's like, she's like I'm going to be in news. I'm so famous. I can't let anyone know I'm here eating asses. Yeah, ass puffs. <laughs> Yeah, I love how she literally does the the shonen thing of like I'm gonna be Hokage one day or I'm gonna challenge the and it's like she's such an underdog that you're like how could she ever do it but she believes in herself so much that she will be able to she believes in her ass yeah and so so believe it like it's like an anime where it's like don't believe in my ass believe in the ass that believes in you <laughs> so uh, Dzumi uh, starts working to get points to qualify. To even compete against the Koketsu. She needs to get upgraded to being like it, because I think she's... She's B-rank. B-rank. Yeah, and she needs to get promoted in order for the Koketsu to even take her seriously. So she needs to find, like, a way to get points real quick before the next, like, qualifying round. Even, you know, it's funny, even Pokemon uh, anime had this, like, like, point qualifier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, basically, she starts working out really hard, and basically, she works out so hard, her ass starts to wrinkle. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's when she's stressed. It's not because she works hard. She's stressed, and when she's sad, her ass gets saggy and wrinkly. So, you have to be like, it's like, literally, you have to believe in yourself. Otherwise, your ass gets all... Like soft, soft, and so it's just actually uh, all of Nozomi's friends moved up from B rank except for Nozomi, and she's like, "What? What the fuck?" And My favorite thing is this is like the classic super stupid shonen thing where it always shows how good the main character is, and they're always doing like better than everyone else, but somehow like they're always falling behind enough. Yeah, they're like, underappreciated. Yeah, they're in like yeah. a dire situation. You have to have the underdog. Just, yeah, yeah, they're always underdogs, even though it's like unexplained. Like we always just see them being great. Yeah, and so Nozomi disappears for a while, and everyone's like, oh, where did Nozomi go? I hope she's not too upset she didn't get to, to B-rank, and they find out that, uh, through a newspaper, that she actually signed up for a tournament in the bad part of the country, the east, I think? No, that's yeah, the bad, east, the yeah. powerful part of the country. Powerful part. Yep, where yeah. the westerners don't belong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, then she, so Nozomi's now trading in this part of the country. Yeah. So now she's in the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Nozomi, so Nozomi gets to the east, and she's apparently the first Westerner there in a long time, and and everyone is like shocked to see her. Yeah, right? and it's not like she's the first West Westerner. It doesn't seem like she's the first Westerner just for this like fighting sport. They act like they haven't seen a Westerner ever, in like in years and years and years. <laughs> Maybe it's because she's in like the training facility or something. I don't know, but either way, it's like super dramatic. It's because they're putting on a front. Yeah, yeah. Because they know she's meat. 
So then she signs up for the big race. Does anyone race? They fight. Why is yeah, it they call the? I, they use it interchangeably. I, I race, think it's a weird fight. translation thing. Oh, like, okay. It's probably okay. for like a sporting event. Mm-hmm. So at, at the big race, the big race starts, and they're like you on. Should an, mention that like everyone was being really actually they're being really nice to her and cordial yeah. and kind. They were like, "Oh, Westerner, it's so good to see you. We're so glad to have one competing with us. We never get to have. We're gonna that, learn blah, blah. so much from you." We like, also learn here stuff. that there's this girl with a long ponytail and a scar across her nose that they call the Don, and she's yeah. like, she's the their uh, superior. She's their senpai. Yeah. <laughs> so the actual sport that we see here, they're on like an island that. F- floats in like a giant pool it's like a ring more like an island like yeah yeah it's like a ring and they basically have like sumo wrestling rules where you have to knock them out of the ring into yeah. the water yep this is this is kaijo proper yeah so as soon as kaijo starts all those really nice easterners super gang up on nozomi and <laughs> my favorite details is like they're all being nice here and nozomi goes forward and they're She's like, I wonder what are they talking about because they're grouped around together, and she finds out they're all talking about taking her down. They're like, I'm gonna go cut her out. Yeah, I'm gonna take her in the front. I'm gonna go to like the side in case she breaks out. And, and when like, they turn around, yeah, when they turn around, they all have like the crazy eyes and they're all grinning. And one girl, because again, boobs and butts are weapons, she picks up her own breast and licks it. Like it's a knife. <laughs> it's really, it's like, you know how in every anime, when they're talking, they see like thugs on the street and they go like, eh, and they turn around and they have that like craze face and they, yeah. and they lick the knife. It's literally like that, <laughs> except they're all girls in swimsuits about to beat someone with their boobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in this fight, Nozomi like starts getting beaten, but then she tricks them and knocks them all in the water and wins the first round. And while she's in the showers, like, nursing her bruises and stuff, the Don shows up and gives her ass advice. And is... She's, like... How would you describe the advice? She's, like, helpful, but she's very much, like, I'm the boss So, yeah, the Don's sitting there, and she's having two of her ladies wash her. And she asks one of them, Kigawa, what is the most beautiful ass in this world? And she says, (laughs) yes, an ass that knows its place. She says, now, Aota... What is the smartest ass in this world? And she says, ha, an ass that has no boring ideals. <laughs> and, this, is a very, this is a very common moment, too, uh, where they have the, the big boss guy yeah. is being rubbed by other people. Yeah. And they yep. get, Two henchmen always, and they're yeah. just like, uh, yeah, spouting off what the boss wants them to say in front of the main character. And basically, like, she's asking Nozomi, the, or she's telling her, you have to know your place. An ass that embraces its ideals and falls, or an ass that blooms on the surface like a flower, which would you be? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is when I, I think it starts to get crazy. Yeah, this <laughs> Up is till now, I was crazy. like, this is, this is fine. If you thought it was crazy before, so now, stay yeah. tuned for next episode. Yeah. Next time on Kaijo, will Nozomi's ass prevail? Should her ass know her proper place? Why now, next time? <laughs> yeah. So, the, Nozomi rises to the ranks and she gets to the finals. And the final boss is, of course, the Don. And the Don's opening move in this fight is she uses her <laughs> boobs to fan. And it changes the temperature so much that the whole the, the whole stadium becomes foggy. <laughs> so, every all of the Don's henchmen knew that this was going to happen. Nozomi didn't. So, her bright red bikini stands out. And they're just, like, beating the shit out of her. Again, uh, we, for reference, uh, the first story arc in Naruto, where they're fighting uh, on the bridge, and there's just oh. fog, and you see, like, these ninjas flying out, just b- hitting them, cutting them or whatever. It's just these girls in bikinis flying out and smashing them with their boobs. Actually, when I said did this come out. Is this, like, way after all that stuff? 
I think so, isn't it? Like, it probably recent? is. Because imagine if this yeah. is where it started. Because <laughs> actually, I said this is like DBZ uh, with asses, but it's actually Naruto with asses because they act like ninjas. Like, they, they, they fly around and just, like, ass-smack each other. It, like, it, ta- by... it takes a, from a lot of different shows. Yeah. yeah. By the way, it's ju- it, ju- it started premiering in, uh, as a manga in Shonen uh, July 2013, so way after. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. It really is a parody. So, again, uh, this is a comic you're supposed to be up to date on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. In the fog, Nozomi's getting like the shit pummeled by yeah, asses are just flying out of like they're yeah. And now the Don's energy. boobs are just slamming her down. And, and <laughs> since, we're, since we're talking about asses, it's worth clarifying. We're not talking about literally getting the shit being out of her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because <laughs> that would be surprising if that actually happened, but it doesn't actually yeah. happen. So at this point, right when Nozomi's like about to lose, her friend Aoba like falls from the sky, and she's this like, Kazane. what?" This is uh, Kazane, technically. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Aoba's her last name. Sorry. We can't call her by her last name? We don't know her. <laughs> by, by the way, one thing I, I do, uh, that knows your manga is, not only there's a million characters, but since it's black and white, it's become so much harder to distinguish everyone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's always a problem. Even in uh, American comics, like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, when they have like a large cast of different stylized characters, and then they're all black and white, it becomes so hard to distinguish them. I yeah. agree. I read the Zelda manga where there's four different links and they're, it's four swords and you're supposed to tell them apart strictly only by their color and it's in black and white. So, <laughs> so yeah, so what should I call her, Daryl? Kazane. Okay, so Kazane... You can call her Aoba if you want. You can call whatever you want. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I've given so, up. <laughs> so, I've given up trying to teach you gaijin. So Kazane <laughs> comes to save the day and while she's fighting, the Don's goons flank Nozomi... And they take her boobs and they trap, they squeeze her nipples between their butts. So her boobs are now like unusable because they're stuck in these two girls' yeah. butts. So they're basically pinning her there while the yeah. Don yeah. starts to fight uh, Kazane. Yeah. So this is when the Don goes into this long political rant where she's like, the decline of the West is inevitable. This is like, this is what had to happen. Like, you guys are like lazy and inefficient, unlike uh, the, the East overlords. We will destroy you in Keijo and then destroy you in everything else. I do like how the Don is one of these villains, these shonen villains who like worked really hard to get their position. Like, they feel like they deserve where they're supposed to be. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much you guys. I don't know whether you picked up on this, but they're they're actually like sad because of the fact that a lot of people use their place to get points to get up in yeah. A rank, and that's yeah, what she's yeah, upset yeah. about. Is all these people come over that think they're better, and they try and like use this place to beat them in this tournament because they're such like a a small uh, Easterner town. And yeah, the Don, yeah, the Don's upset about that because she wanted to move up to our like uh, to challenge the Kokutsen, and she couldn't. And so because of that, now she just has to sit here and she's like, well, I'm an ass that knows my place now. And, that, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's also why they all team up on her so readily, too, is because they are all like, we have to, def- like, we can't let these foreigners just come in and constantly shit on us. Yeah. It's, it's a very typical, like, um, uh, anime trope where uh, they, f- they find somebody who looks like overly villainous, but they realize they have some sympathetic side to them. Yes. Again, again, like the, the the first story arc in Naruto, where it's uh, Zabuza, who's like he has a scar, and you're like he actually had a really hard life, and you know you're really making it hard for him, heroes. I actually wonder if the Don teams up with uh, the characters later on. Probably right. <laughs> Probably. Probably. So uh, just when you start to feel for the Don, uh, the our two heroes. <laughs> Grab the goon's ankles with their butts and slam her face first into the dirt. Well, 
We you skipped over what <laughs> Kazane's power is, the Hippo Babylon. Does that happen yet? I thought that happened right that after. That happens near the end. It's like the, uh... no, no, th- no, no. This this is her, this is her main power that she's been using the whole time. Oh, so what? What does she do? I don't remember. So her thing is, she has a. <laughs> this is directly ripped from uh, Fate Stay Night. Yeah, I saw this. I was like, it's oh. Gilgamesh's power, where his power is that he can pull <laughs> swords out of this treasury he has of like all the swords in the world, and he can materialize them in real life and fire them at people. And so her thing is that she has these asses. Any ass that she's touched, she has memorized her ability. So all these asses comes out. And she all she has to do is touch their ass to hers, and then she can use their abilities. So she's like an animorph. Yeah. <laughs> and someone that hasn't read animorphs, um, sure, it's no. exactly like no. that. it's right, right out of it. She's just she basically copies powers. That's her thing. So she's more like Diddle Ryan, get her right, <laughs> or like Rogue. Oh yeah, yeah. Comic guys, come on. So she uses like giant ass wheel, and there's Derringer hip where she attacks like multiple times with her butt. But and it really, it, it's supposed these... to be just like Gilgamesh because each ass she pulls out is like a named yeah. ass weapon. It, it is literally Gilgamesh. It's like the it's the same like golden rings that appear yeah. around as the asses come out. Because Gilgamesh is always pulling out like legendary weapons as he fights, and this is like she nicknames these asses. <laughs> it's awesome. So, uh, is a continued fight. Now we're, we're nearing... You know how in those shonen story arcs where they're fighting this boss for several episodes and we're getting near the end of the fight where they're, like, uh, starting to increase their power levels. Um, and they use a move called the Vacuum Ass Cannon. <laughs> um, and you think, like, oh, now the heroes are finally going to win. But the Don... That wasn't even her final form. Because <laughs> she, she rips off her, her swimsuit top and they're like, what's what's happening to her boobs? And they start to be, they start getting bigger, and they think that her boobs are inflating. But actually, she explains, her boobs were actually this big the whole time, and she's been wearing a swimsuit. She basically takes off her shackles and drops yes. them. To inverse uh, <clears throat> a comparison that Phil made, uh, this is like when Doomsday lost his uh, outfit. Now he has all his yes. spines and everything. Yeah, I love, I love, I honestly, this is one of my fucking favorite shonen tropes when you're <laughs> when, when they're fighting a villain to like almost a standstill, and the villain's like. You think I'm actually fighting you? I'm actually left-handed, or yeah, left-handed, or I'm actually wearing weights or whatever. Um, yeah, so she... because and her secret ability is I'm actually a K cup. So her boobs are huge. <laughs> they call them her mark of hubris. <laughs> and basically, she starts she starts swinging her boobs around into like like whips, like I got yeah, like such a, a crazy drawing. It looks like six boobs all going out, like lashing at. It's it's great because the, the main character like jumps back and the boob almost grazes her face, and she's like, "That couldn't have been her boob at this range." <laughs> like, <laughs> and they, she just basically yeah starts using like a boob helicopter. Move. <laughs> she um, calls it her boob copter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we see some Yu-Gi-Oh shit here where <laughs> <laughs> it really almost literally. <laughs> literally. Where uh K- what's her name? Kazi- fucking Kazane. <laughs> Kazane uh reaches into the uh b- vault of Babylon or whatever. The hip and of Babylon. <laughs> the ass <laughs> the ass she pulls out is a, a sarcophagus. It's an ancient Egyptian mummy ass. <laughs> yeah, it's like a full two-page spread of the sarcophagus she's grabbing by the ass. And it really is like something out of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because she's like, I, I, I found this ancient Egyptian power. And yeah. she pulls it out. And, and she uh, talks about how uh, uh, ancient Egyptian, they use their asses with sorcery. And I, now I know the power of ass sorcery. Yeah, yeah. so basically she starts using yeah, ass And magic. the Don's like, what? Ass sorcery? There's no such thing. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> 
She basically <laughs> uses it, the ass sorcery, to turn her ass into the legendary spear gay ball, which can't miss. And she turns it into like ass ball, or what do they call it? Yeah, basically, basically, it's going yeah. straight for uh, the Don's groin. It will no- always pierce an opponent's groin. It will never miss. Yeah, it, it's like um, it is like Gay Bolg in Face Day Night, or if you've watched Gurren Lagann, when they're like, we believe in our shot so much that they have a hundred percent chance to hit no matter what. So they're like, they go through reality. It's like this: no matter where you shoot this attack, it always hits the groin. So, yep. <laughs> unless she sets up her boobs as a shield to defend her, yeah. Groin. So yeah. she uses her boobs to defend. So it's, like, it's always going to hit. I have to just block the area. Um, so she's using the boobs as a shield, and then what she does is she opens her groin. This is all these panty shots of her just showing her groin, and it looks like she's letting herself get hit. And she's like, oh, now it's time to finish her off. And Kazane uses her ass bulg or whatever to hit her groin, but actually it was a trap. And the Don uses her boobs to slam, uh, Kazane and pin her down. Um, and I think she, yeah, and like, I th- I think she, in she knocks this... her out. Yeah, in this specific match, if you if your butt hits the ground, I think you're out. Yeah, so she smashes her to the ground, and it's it's unbelievable that even with this ancient Egyptian sorcery, she loses. Um, and so our final moment of this fight is the obviously the shonen main character versus the boss. Yeah, even even though the, there's always like a side character who's like, oh, I'm, I'm showing my true strength now, and I'm gonna fight long. Like they can yeah. never outstage the main character. It's like when Vegeta fights Cell, and he's like so strong, and then actually. He loses, and he's like, I, what? I didn't expect you to be so strong, and you really need Goku. Yeah. Yep. And uh, as she's running at the Don, she's, Nozomi's thinking to herself, it seems I'm finally clashing asses with the real Don. <laughs> as, as she's hitting her breasts with her butt. And they basically do, like, uh, this huge two-page spread of all these boob attacks at each other, and before they were, like, yelling names once in a while, like boob copter or a hip boob cannon or whatever. And now this this page is just like filled Meteor with Meteor hip, these... hip bullet, ass leg sweep, tit copter, exploding boob fist, X or chest execution, boob vector cannon. It's so many names. And they're just like smashing. It's like a, I want to uh, know what exploding tit fist is. <laughs> and then the best part now. Wait, Final Heaven breast style is pretty good. That's, that's pretty great. I, I, you know, I, I have to say, I just love named attacks too. And this is something that I love when you've maybe played those shmups. Those, uh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, Exceed. Which is like, yeah, the Exceed games. What, what are some of those names? Like, uh, Carnage Heaven and... Uh, Death Algorithm. Yeah. So that's one reason I love, like, the Marvel's Capcom games, because they make the Marvel characters do it. Like, Web Fall, Web Swing, Optic <laughs> Blast. I find that cool, even though... <laughs> I, 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 optic Blast. I love that shit. And so then, to but obviously, you, you need a final move. So as they're, like, fighting to a standstill Dragon Ball Z style, um, the Don starts to... Her, her long whip boobs, she starts to twist them. And they start getting round and round, and they start actually making a drill. And, and again, complete ripoff of Gurren here. It's complete ripoff of Gurren Lagann. It's she a does, giga drill breaker. She does the giga tit breaker that can pierce <laughs> any boobs. And um, even though it should pierce anything, when the dust clears, of course, through sheer force of will, the main character is standing there taking the giga tit breaker and actually pushing her back. And With her ass. Yeah, and apparently she was using ass gas to push herself forward the Don is and the Don <laughs> the Don runs out of gas and says I'm finally defeated this way I ran out of gas um, and she gets knocked into the water and they're like we finally did it you know Nozomi's so excited but the Don is like I can't believe we were defeated by these westerners but you know to make everything better since she's a sympathetic villain the crowd goes wild they love the Don they're like that was such a great fight you're still the best we support you no matter what and that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's Ugh. the end of the, the Dawn arc where Nozomi goes to fun Bayashi. Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> so I think we all know how uh, we all, the four of us, feel about it. I know we haven't done recommendations in a while, but honestly, if you don't want to read all this ass stuff, but you like the idea of satirizing Shonen, One Punch Man is so good. And it does the same exact thing where it's like, it's making fun of Shonen while also being a pretty enjoyable Shonen at the same time. Um, I recommend One Punch Man to everyone. I mean, this was like, even though it was like a big satire, this was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I was like engaged yeah, yeah. with it. Me too. I told you, I, I, I kept reading because I didn't realize. Like, I, I didn't want it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we obviously have fun of it, uh, but let us know what you guys thought of it, audience. Because it would be great to do more of this stuff. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we don't do a lot of manga, but like... This was awesome. <laughs> yeah, time to do the weekly Keijo review. <laughs> Keijo! We're just going to become a Keijo show. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it converted you guys to like the one of the worst types of manga. It's not. It's, it's, not. it's, it's like, it's no, fun. It's this is what it's so like, Daryl, because we're like, read all these great books, and you guys are like, this is pretty good. And oh, then we're reading fucking like, ne- Nemesis? Nemesis, and you're like, no, I want more of this. <laughs> Nemesis is pretty good. This is Nemesis. <laughs> it's funny, like, uh, Daryl recommends us something like, uh, fucking, like, uh, Spirit Away level quality, and then we watch it, like, it's okay. There's no Kaiju, though. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like this is, like, the anti-Nemesis. <laughs> no, I, f- I feel like they're born from this, this a no. similar place. No, because of Nemesis... Two, two idiots that didn't no, know. No, but more. Nemesis is so serious, yeah. this is so goofy. This is obviously satire. I feel I feel the boys is more comparable to this, because the boys at least had some good writing. I think that's fair. And it, and it, and you could tell, like, the writer was a good writer, and he was having fun with the concept, even though we hate how Edgelord it was. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Nemesis was just bad writing. <laughs> yep. You call it satire, but this I think this guy still takes this pretty seriously as like writing. If it's true, that's even better because just like the room, like the room where if, when yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's true. When Time Boy so started realizing how much of a joke he was, he became way less funny than when he, when he thought it was. I, I can't, yeah, I genius. can't think that he thinks it's 100 percent serious because he knows he's stealing from all these other shonen. Because yeah, he's explicit, like this has the same yeah. name. Like there are there. I same. don't think he cares. I thought this is like a passion project. This is, he was he was like I'm gonna become a manga. No, this is definitely this is his job. This is what he does. <laughs> this is his passion project. Having a job where you, when you have a job, you could be like, I want to make a lot of money. Don't, and catch don't make me look up. I'm pretty sure I can find interviews where he talks about like how great asses are. <laughs> Just because asses are great doesn't mean like. Daryl, I'm, I'm... is this like the hard manga episode where you're this guy? Did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I, I do too. Guys, you don't know how much I love asses. This is my passion. You're just mocking it. Let's well, fuck you. He calls it an ashen project. <laughs> <laughs> Pet Ashton. Yeah, that's what I just said. Great you said Ashton. You didn't do the Pete. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so I did it for emphasis. I'm, cl- I'm clearly not a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> all, you to go, all you have to do is go to novelgraphics.com and you'll find out proof of that. With a hyphen. Actually, yeah. I was going to bring that up this No, episode. go to kjo.com. You'll find my work. <laughs> <laughs> so we all love this, right? Good, great book. It's yes. the best. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't mentioned this in a long time, but I was going to, but Sly fucking mentioned it already. You guys should read Sly and Daryl's books that aren't about butts. The, the few books that Daryl has that are not about butts. He has all yeah. the kaiju material, and he has, like, four books that are about other They're stuff. They're really great. It's novel-graphics.com. And I would recommend Minus Existence and The Smoke Man, most of all. I like to imagine, like, this is like when we did recommendations, and we're like, this is more, those are the most serious, similar books to the topic of the <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I would also like to plug, other than your guys' stuff, the Comrade Radio Network. 
You should. This week, I want to mention Tales from the Statics new episode. It's uh, three, and Ryan's eight-year-old daughter is on it, and it is adorable, and also creepy and scary, but like also really cute. Cool. Also, Malcolm and I did an episode of a new one-off for now called Hops for Teacher, where we talk, <laughs> we drink a beer, and talk about education, and that should be out as of this episode coming out. And if not, it will be out soon, so... <laughs> It'll either... It's either been out for five days or will be out in two days. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's for the Comrade Show? Yep. Actually, cool. it's like a separate one-off thing. I guess it must be for the Comrade Show, right? Yeah, know. usually <laughs> that shows up on the Comrade feed, yeah. I think. I think. Uh, and you should rate and review and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere that you find podcasts. And like us on Facebook. And you should join the other podcasts group, the Oops, I Talk Politics Facebook group, because that's more interactive than our Facebook page. Yeah, by far. Yeah, by far. And uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else to add? Uh, if you, if any of this interested you, remember, this is an anime you can sit down and watch. <laughs> or read manga and get some fucking literature, you fucking... <laughs> that's true. Get, get some literature. High get class some literature. literature. <laughs> So, thank you guys for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been the mark of her hubris. I've been the ass that knows this place. <laughs> I've been the judgment ass. And I've been K-Cup Magnum. <laughs> Stay in continuity. Comrade Radio. Independent Podcasting Network.